Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi-Williams, and this is the Commander's Closing Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. I feel very out of sorts, Mr. Novi Williams. You and I just flew in. We're in L.A. We're in the L.A. office. We're not in our usual place. Yeah, I'm I'm at somebody else's desk. I I was backlit. I had to close it. I was hoping I'd get the 10 freeway behind me as a nice backdrop. I've got the 10 freeway to my side here. Yeah, so you can look and see uh, the traffic is building. Whatever, There's traffic. Time is it? Two, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 2 p.m. local time, traffic is building. Newsflash, yeah. Right, the traffic in L.A., newsflash. By the way, what do you think of a, we should start doing product placement, even though nobody's paying us? <laughs> Dick Glover, our CEO, when, when I arrived, he knows me all too well, dropped off the Diet Dr. Pepper, the DDP, as, they, as it's called in the Soshnik household. I can't tell you how happy I am with my sips of DDP. No free ads, Scott. Come on. Well, maybe now we can call and say... It's delicious. And, you know, maybe we'll get a little sponsorship from Dr. Pepper. That would be really nice. But anyway, yes. So I thought you were going to go L.A. because we're here. Um, But no. And by the time this airs, it'll be the morning of the Sportico Variety Summit. Looking forward to that. A lot of great guests in the uh, the world of sports and entertainment. A lot of athletes, uh, luminaries in the world of entertainment will be joining us. So looking forward to that. Um, But as you mentioned, uh, somebody who will not be around in the world of sport yeah, come the 21st of July, we are being told the closing of the Commanders will take place. In comes Josh Harris. Out will go Dan Snyder and his $6.05 billion going away present. What, what a weird process this is, has been. Obviously, the, the, the Dan and the reason a lot of people don't don't like Dan, well documented. But 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 beyond that, the 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 different iterations and steps to get to this point. In, in most of these processes, the, the the deal that was signed months ago would have been the big story. But it, but because of the the weird sensitive nature and because of the financing here uh, on the Harris and the Mitchell Rail side, uh, it does feel like there are iterations in this step that were never uh, were never news anymore. That that were news in the past year because of it. But this. This is the end, Scott. The owners are yeah, going to vote on the 20th. We are finally at the finish and, line. And, and the 21st, when this deal closes after getting approved by owners, uh, finally the, the, the ownership uh, limbo will be over. And then a uh, my big question is how, how, how big a lift this is going to be for Josh Harris and the new group. The, 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 the Washington commanders no are one whatsoever. of— No lift whatsoever. People will flock. Sponsors will flock. They will rock it. We, you know, we got a 
peek at some of the deck that Josh had sent down to potential investors. Yeah. I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, Noby Williams, but I believe best case scenario was that the commanders could rocket up to third in the league in revenue. Was that correct? Yeah, and 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 to put that in context, when I believe they were number one when Dan when Dan bought this team in two thousand one. If they weren't, they were the most valuable team in, yeah. in the NFL. Huge fan base, obviously a lot of history, uh, albeit under a different name. Um, but and the big but there is that people turned away from this team in droves, in droves in the last few years. It was last in attendance. That would have been shocking to say even five years ago. This but we team have was a last comparison in attendance. Here. We have a comparison. It's Frank McCourt and the L.A. Dodgers. Okay. It's Interesting. Just that people turned away from the team because of the owner. It's not that they had any, uh, any uh, falling out of love with the franchise. It was simply the owner. And then when Mark Walter and Todd Bowley came in, uh, it, it was like they had a total halo. They had a, a runway to do whatever. Uh, but it was like almost immediate. People just came back and they were big Dodger fans again. One thing I would say to that is that the Dodgers were good immediately. The, the, yeah. the way baseball structured, if you spend a lot more money than the previous guy, you can make a better, a better baseball foot, team. Football doesn't matter. It's going to be different. Yeah, this is, again, this is the big question to me. Does this team jump up in attendance again? Do do, do teams yes. need, do, do fans need to be wooed back? What no. What is the ramp up back? <laughs> Go ahead. To being, give, me a litany uh, of, <laughs> give me a litany of questions, Novi Williams, and I will answer with in yes or no staccato. Okay, so so this, this is actually interesting. Uh, let's, let's, look at, let's look at the NFL attendance last year. Um, they, they, the, the, the commanders were dead last, as I said. Um, yeah. The capacity of the, the stadium that they're playing in right now. FedEx Field. Uh, yeah, let's, see, let's wait for this to load. I'm going to ask you where you think they're going to rank. Okay. Um, the, everyone's about 100% of capacity. Yeah. Washington dead last, 58,000 fans a game last year. Okay. 85% capacity, by far the lowest. Where do you think they are uh, in the 2023 season? Where does their where does their stadium in terms of its capacity? If they are one percent over capacity, where does that put them in attendance in the NFL? I'll tell you. I know I'm asking a lot of you right now to go looking at these things. We did not prepare this. You know, this is and I think this is a good conversation. Uh, the FedEx Field capacity looks to be about sixty eight thousand. They'll average. They'll average almost that, seventy then. Okay, if they get to seventy, that puts them right on the cusp of top ten, essentially number ten. So okay, you're saying crack a top, the top 10, 10. I'm saying they're a top 10 team in attendance. Yes. And I'm saying and I'm saying they will go to top best case center top 7, 6 or 7 in revenue. And I would call I, mean, I would call that in, in one year a, a, a massive win for yeah. the new owners. There's a new stadium project probably coming at some point. You got to think that this group is more likely to get that done than Dan was. And and, and we talk a lot about the the business benefits of having a new stadium. Um, it does seem the long term tail is is very positive here. Um, and and if you're right, if this team is is a top ten team in attendance immediately right off the bat, largely because. Uh, there, there is just a new person sitting in the uh, the big leather chair at the desk. Um, that seems like a big win. I am very interested to see if they go through another rebrand. I, I am told it's on the table. It's yeah. it's 50-50 as to whether or not this uh, the commander's name will stay. Which would um, which would be the third rebrand, right? Because they were the yeah. Washington football team for a little bit in the yeah. middle Red there. Redskins to Washington football team to, co- to commanders and now maybe commanders. to something else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, do people dislike the question is, and I don't think uh, the new ownership has the, has the answer yet. The question is, do people just simply dislike the name? Are they unhappy with Commanders as the name? Or are they unhappy because it was Dan Snyder's hand-picked name? Yeah. That's the question. So do you want to go through a rebound? I think my guess will be they keep it after 
all the metrics we just discussed come to fruition and everybody returns and, and they, they pack the place and sponsors come back. Uh, then they say, well, there's really no need to go through that agonizing exercise. There's probably some interesting kind of case study or even focus group type work that, that I, they probably are. Did, did you say focus group? To, to do <laughs> focus group of more than one, Scott, uh, of just kind of testing the name. What do you associate most with commanders? Is Dan oh, it'll be the Red Hawks. It'll be the one about? they didn't take last time. It'll be the Red whatever? Hawks. Yeah, I'd be curious to, 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 to hear what is going into the calculation behind the name change outside of kind of the 30,000 view of what we're talking about, which is how much do people associate it with Dan? How much do they dislike it for that reason? Um, because I, I don't think the, I don't think the business challenge of rebranding is actually all that hard. Um, especially if you can do it under the same kind of wave of change that's going to happen when this group takes over, it does actually feel like a pretty ripe time to do that. Um, but I'll be interested to see what they, what, what they end up deciding. All right. And I mean, as we're talking about this, we should probably dovetail a little bit into the Don Van Natt and Seth Wickersham story on ESPN. Uh, and the, well, the headline was, and it's a good thing we had a five hour flight, you know, because I had something to do. Uh, no, I had plenty to do. Believe me. Um, the question, or at least what was proposed at the top, had this email about John Gruden and sort of the racist tropes about Demora Smith, had that never become public that... Dan Snyder would have survived this whole mess, imbroglio, if you will, and retained control of the team. Then it sort of lays out who might have leaked it and and why they might have leaked it. And then the finger pointing that went on the, the entire time as to we think you did. No, we think you did. And I mean, if you ever needed some junior high school behavior... All you need to do is check out these NFL owners. Let me tell you, Scott. Th- there is there's not a single proper noun in that entire story that looks good <laughs> when you when you when you reach the end of it. It doesn't make Roger Goodell look good. It doesn't make Demora Smith look good. It certainly does not make Dan Snyder look good. Honestly, Mark Davis comes off okay in in, in the whole thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I read it. There's a lot of speculation in there. There's some certainly some interesting theories the the impression that that i have been under just in talking to people in and around the league for the past year plus everybody seemed to point to dan snyder as the potential origin source of that email which again led to john gruden's firing slash resignation um there's been reporting since then i think by the same group at espn about about dan holding or even threatening um it's information about other owners and in their past and roger and Roger as as part of the league clearly turning against him. So I certainly don't know if in an alternate world, if, if not for that email leak, if if this if this happens. But it is definitely true that the the tenor towards Dan at the NFL, the, the willingness to have him in the club shifted dramatically in the past 18 months to two years. And, and there's a bit in that story. That, that is a really interesting look at how the original punishments that Dan was getting for the internal investigations into his team, how he was working intricately with the league, changing words in the press release, deciding on the punishment. He was involved in all of those things very... And joking at how light it was, lo- joking how light the punishment was. 100%. And and again, that, that attitude definitely changed over, over the past few years. The owner of the Colts, Jim Ursay, is talking publicly about removing uh, removing Dan, which would have felt like a, a would have never happened. It feels like a few years ago. Um, the, the, the mood definitely changed. I, I don't know if, if this was the thing or if it was a cascading set of things, but but I do think it is true that 
um, the, the, the way the NFL seems to feel about Dan Snyder owning the team in Washington uh, is very different, obviously, today than it was just a few years ago. Yeah, the team isn't very good. He's been vilified. Uh, my question, is this a win or is this a loss for Dan Snyder? If I'm going macro level, uh, this headache, and frankly, I don't know. Maybe he still loves Maybe he doesn't care. I, I don't know. I don't know Dan Snyder that well. But the team is not very good. He certainly is not beloved in his community. So what joy does he get showing up eight times a year at home and, you know, other than being the owner of an NFL team, which brings a certain level of status and celebrity, I got it. I totally get that. But he's walking away with six billion dollars. I I never say never, man. He can get back in the pro sports club. I, you know? I, I <laughs> sure wish that that my my biggest professional. Uh failures right. or my worst days come with a six billion dollar paycheck that seems like it would be a uh, not a, not a bad cushion to fall look i mean i think he obviously would prefer to have kept his team it, it does seem like in some ways it was pried away from him uh via a, a lot of a lot of a lot of incidents but um yeah again i i wouldn't call dan a winner necessarily in yeah, this good consolation but again, it's a great it's a pretty good consolation i think the the, the the comparison you made uh, earlier to uh, to the Dodgers and Frank McCourt is a, is a good did did Frank McCourt win when he had to get rid of the Dodgers he got richer for sure but again I I think going he still back, has half of, don't forget he still has half the parking lot <laughs> yeah which is yet good, to be developed he's got some good economics there as well um, but yeah I think you know the, if these guys are being honest I think they would rather the ego they're already rich men they they'd rather the ego play and and, and being in the club than being paid to leave it. Speaking of ego, there was only one part of the story that I was just like, Ugh. when John Gruden was speaking with Andrew Beaton, the, the reporter Wall Street, Journal, the Wall Street Journal, who wrote yeah. the story, and and you know, obviously Andrew had the email, and John knew he had the email, and um, according to the ESPN story, you know, John is 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 practically he's out to dinner with his wife or whatever, and the phone call comes in from Andrew, and listen, you and I have been on the other end of phone calls here where you know we have things that people do not want us to have. Okay, you know, it's just part of the business, but it just seemed like John was begging him, like, please do not write. Th-. And, and he, I, I don't even get it because he has to know he's writing the story. There's, it's You're going to ruin people's lives, I think. Is yeah, what, is yeah what people's lives are going to be ruined here. Yeah. yeah, people's lives are going to be ruined. And uh, in hindsight, I'm not sure whose lives were ruined. I mean, I, he, his career certainly was, I, again, yeah. I'm not sure ruined. I, I would you be... I guess the story made it seem as if oh, he'll probably never coach again. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> but There are but people the, who I thought would never coach again who yeah, get coaching exactly. jobs again. Scott, and we may be talking about one of them in uh, in college football later in this exact show. Ooh, yeah, uh, I, am, I am always, uh, I'm, I'm never, I, 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 I'm going to be cease to be amazed at the amount of people, particularly in sports and at the coaching level, that, that seem to come back after uh, after doing things that it feels Put like. Put it to you this over. way, and I, and we'll go for the college ranks because that's where this exists, but what is it called? A show cause? Like as yeah. to why you want to hire? Just the fact that that exists, that somebody did something so bad that you actually have to go and, and, and make a case as to why you should be allowed to hire them when there's a whole pool of people who have not committed infractions that require that. Obviously, at the pro level, you can do whatever you want. So there's no, like, other than the league, there's no governing body looking over you. I mean, that, that just speaks, speaks volumes. Uh, as does, by the way, let's talk about the, the, the pinstripes, the, uh, the pristine pinstripes 
of the do I do my uh, my my Bob Shepard New York Yankees. Um, nice. We knew that jersey patches were coming, and uh, and I'm one. I you know me. I, I'm like I don't care about Augusta as this hallowed ground. I don't care about ballparks because they'll just get demolished and you can do them. I mean, it's cool history. I get it. That's fine. But all right, it's the New York Yankees. And now they've got a patch on the left arm that uh, bears the star insurance logo. And some people are going to be up in arms, the traditionalists, that these are the same folks who didn't want wild card, who lost their minds at a pitch or a pitching clock. Uh, But this is the Yankees. How could they do it? You know what? You want to compete? This is how you compete in sports these days. I'm with you, Scott. The, the money always wins, yeah. and, and there's there, there's no there's no there's no patch in baseball that's more valuable than the one that's on the Yankee jersey. And 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 why would the Yankees have not taken that step? I will say when when Major League Baseball changed its rules to allow this, conversations I had with people, the the Yankees were the one team that came up yeah. that people were mm-hmm. like, doesn't mean everyone's going to do it. The Yankees very well might not. Um, so th- there was definitely an expectation, even by people in this industry, that maybe the Yankees would be the last or they would hold off, just like the Packers may never sell naming rights to Lambeau Field. It would be a nice chunk of money for the team, but they, 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 they feel It'll like... Ne- the, Madison Square Garden will always be presented by. 100%. There, there's, there are some properties in sports that people think are sacrosanct and, and should not have a corporate logo on them or next to them, and the Yankees pinstripe jersey is not one of them anymore. Um, but it, it, the, the money here, Scott, is... A, is shocking to me and and again maybe i shouldn't be that surprised but 25 million it's an eight-year deal worth at least 200 million dollars over that span so an average of 25 million dollars a year um reset the market maybe is the answer here or maybe just the yankees are really just their own totally different animal but uh, a really high number for a baseball patch deal i would think there are teams around the country that haven't done this deal yet that are very happy that the Yankees came in at that number. So am I going to see now one of the Yankees players step into the batter's box with a uh, Charlie Blackman-like beard saying, well, if we can have a patch, this whole clean-shaven thing has got to <laughs> All the go rules too. are out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on now. Now i got to have one. A Jason Worth-esque beard, right? Very good. Got any, got yeah. the, got any other good? That's I'm, I'm tapped out on MLB beards now. You got anybody else? I know there's uh, ju- one more. Uh, Justin Turner is the one that oh, I Oh, Justin Turner of. would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would have known that, that one. looks like yet. Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah, since we're out in L.A., I should have known him from his from his. Dodger years, right? Yeah, 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 makes sense that he's in Boston because they all have the, you know, they, what were they, the idiots back then? They, they just, they were a dirty bunch. Oh, I don't know. Well, when they won the World Series, weren't they called the idiots? Wasn't that the the nickname for the for the, uh, like the that, core of which the no? fir- the first World Series, the second? I World guess. Series? Hey, isn't it? How funny is that? Now we're asking about the Boston. Red. Which wait, wait, which World Series? Like, first, second. They've won so many World Series in your lifetime. Yeah, they've won so many in your lifetime. Who who can remember? And by the way, the fun part about this Yankee story, and I'm not surprised by 25 million a year, like you said. Yeah. If you're if you're going to kind of think of hallowed ground in baseball in terms of uh, you know the, the jersey, it's the New York Yankees. But uh, the Yankees have said, that, by the way, off the record, <laughs> I think we could have gotten some more money out of this, right? You know, it's off it's, the record, we, Scott. <laughs> between Does that means something other than what I think it means. <laughs> no, no, between me and you, we we, we, we just just us uh, boys talking here on the podcast that uh, you know gets broadcast and uh, you know put on many platforms. I think the Yankees could have had a little bit more, but. Uh, you know, the friendship means something. It has its privileges with the Yankees. So 
you know, let's go open market. And then I think maybe that number could have gone a little bit higher, right? A, a really great little business story, right? That the that a guy who runs this company, Greenberg, uh, Hank Greenberg. Hank Greenberg is, of AIG. Is the nickname, uh, friends with George Steinbrenner. Yeah. And, and, and years later, a decade after George family dies, friends. He, family he, gets friends. A, he gets a, a, a discount on, on the most valuable Jersey real estate in baseball. It's a, it's a good story. And one of the thing that Kurt Bodenhausen, who wrote this story for us, pointed out that the deal was negotiated by Legends. Uh, Legends, obviously, the, um, the, the company that the, the Yankees co-founded with Goldman Sachs and and with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so the Yankees are also kind of sharing in some ways in the fees on getting the deal done bring for themselves. It in, bring it in 6th Street. Re- really, 6th Street now owns owns a majority stake of Legends. Yeah, um, yeah, it just shows the... Uh, Shows to me the, the the flywheel model that we see with a lot of these sports yeah. teams and being able to capitalize on all the different parts of the deal making that happens in sports. The company that I part own will sell the real estate on the core asset that gets a piece of, and I get a piece <laughs> of that. Yeah, wonderful. Hundred really percent. Not not too shabby. Yeah. All right. We know Robert Sala not happy, and, and this is no surprise that. I mean, you, you and I could have closed our eyes and said the New York Jets are going to be on hard knocks this year. Aaron Rodgers coming to training camp, number one media market. How did the Jets finish last year, by the way? Like, I, I'm just well, they, they were better, but not good, right? Is yeah, that, is that a fair, fair? Fairly, fairly good, but not a playoff team. I think is the yeah, answer. yeah, 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 yeah. So well, why am I so interested in the Jets? It's one guy. Yeah, that, that's the answer. <laughs> like how how many cameras that's do you it. need to bring to the Jets training camp? Like two to follow, you know, Aaron Rodgers around, one in the huddle and one somewhere else. The, this, no. this should be easy for HBO. <laughs> Hard knocks the Aaron Rodgers show is really yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. what it should be. Hard knocks the Rodgers, with with a supporting cast of the New York Jets. Yeah, it's, we we talk a lot about these these docu series in sports and and how valuable a lot of different sports leagues and teams seem to think that they are. And Hard Knocks was the OG, the original of these, at least in in, in modern sports. And it's interesting to me that no NFL team wants to be on it, right? That that we talk about these these series as an opportunity to reach new audiences, to grow fans. I think that that Hard Knocks has gotten fairly stale. I think that's the the, the hard truth of doing a show for 15 years that is essentially hard the same knocks, thing. Hard truth. I see what you did there. The hard truth. The Hard Knocks. Brought to you um, by and, Hard Cider. And, and it does make me 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 wonder about the the future for let's say Drive to Survive, which is no, season Williams, four. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. We talked about the um, Variety Sportico Summit. Who who are you talking to? Nora? Which, which oh, panel is you? It's going to come up. I'm, I'm talking oh, I thought to Sean McVeigh. Mc- You're Sean McVeigh, right? I'm talking to Sean McVeigh. I'm certainly planning on asking him. Um, I, I can't remember if if the Rams were on Hard Knocks under under him. But who cares? Uh, he probably realizes like the head coach nowadays has got to realize that if you think this is just going to be about the football. You're crazy. Your athlete, it's the the cat is out of the bag. The athletes are they're all over Instagram. They're all some some of them are entrepreneurs. They are going to be talking about, and it's such a change. That's why I really want you to delve into this with McVeigh because I think one he gets it. Like the draft house in Malibu, the Rams are forward thinking that they totally get it. If you want to be in L.A. and and Hollywood and stardom, you got to understand that your job as the head coach is to be the face, is to be the voice, is to be, and your players are going to do the same thing. Years ago, I'm not going to say which player it was. I'm protecting the innocent. I mean, <laughs> this was actually so many, off the record. <laughs> so many decades. Yeah, this one was off the record. But I was talking to, and it was funny because it, it ties in. It was a new, it really was. It was a New York Jets player. And uh, man, I don't remember who the coach was at the time. Maybe it was Parcel. I really don't know. I have no idea who the coach was at the time. But the player was going for a, a, an NBA. And I said, oh, so what do your teammates think about that? What he goes, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't tell anybody. Nobody mm. knows I'm doing this. And I'm like, why? Oh, 
coach would be so angry if he knew that 100% of my focus was not football. Like they, coach wants us to be thinking, breathing football 24 7. And, uh, you know, if I make a mistake in a game, I guarantee you they'll point me, oh, it's because you're going and doing that other stuff and you're not focusing on football. Can you imagine a coach? I don't care who it is, how many Super Bowls he's won. Can you imagine a coach trying to tell players these days, you better have just 100% focus on the football? You can't have any outside interest. It just would not fly. I, I think there, sadly, there are still coaches out there in, in all sports that prefer athletes who have no other option shut up and dribble yeah suddenly if you were an mba holder and and there are other professional options for you yeah i think that and 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 you're spending time on something else yeah i think there's sadly a lot of coaches out there that would that that would take offense to that so so, so you scott if you're if you're an nfl coach and you're hold on let me get i need a headset let me get a headset (laughs) oh and a laminated play play calling sheet yeah yeah. Uh, your owner comes to you and says nfl called what do you think about doing hard knocks this summer you're all in. You're saying absolutely, bring it on. This is going to be great for us. What, what's the, the? You're not even thinking twice about it. Not even thinking twice. I'm saying what? Can, what can we do? Frankly, it should be what can we do to make ourselves stand out, to make us look good, to help our players. What can we do? I don't want to just do the standard. I want to. I want to embrace this. I want our players to embrace it. I want you to embrace it as the owner. What can we do where other players will look at this franchise and say that seems like a place I want to play? It's an opportunity for us to show that we're different, show the world that we're different, and show that we've got a different culture than everywhere else. I, th- I think that's right. I, I, I watch the – I'm a big professional cycling fan. I, I, I'm watching currently the Netflix cycling docuseries, and there are, there, they get some moments that, they've, that, they, that they put in the series that are, as a fan, I love watching. But I will say in the back of my brain, I'm, I, I also often am wondering – why is the team letting them film this, right? They're just like showing this internal fight between lead rider and domestique and the the media takes it and runs with it, which is happening now. Some of these riders are in the tour today and r- people who watched the series a month ago are kind of trying to figure out if there's still tension between teammates. Uh, I do also kind of see the other side of it where uh, I, I just, uh, so, some of the footage, I'm like, God, if I was one of these riders or one of these team owners, I would just really be upset with the fact that this is this is something that would have been private if not for the fact that a netflix camera was there Eh, air it out clear it up move on (laughs) by the way and we i'm used to talking about super bowl sales like commercials and whatever i had to double take and look at the calendar on my phone (laughs) i did because i'm i'm used to every year we say oh somebody gets out there early with you know uh, sales are at at a certain point but I mean, our, our friend Brian Steinberg at Variety was out, I mean, earlier than I can ever remember, uh, about what, uh, maybe 70% sold already wow. at CBS for, for the Super Bowl. I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's the Super Bowl is in February <laughs> in Las Vegas. And July, we're talking about Super Bowl ad sales are really, really strong in the face of, by the way, an ad market that's terrible for television. So once again, there's, there's your live sports uh, as, as the, uh, the counter to the narrative that we're hearing. I, I do wonder how much the writer's strike plays into something like this. The, the There must Maybe. be a ton of uncertainty about what, what is actually going to be on 
TV in February and January right now, how fresh that's going to be, what, what what is going to be allowed to be filmed. You you know, disaster, <laughs> outside of any disaster, the NFL is going to be playing playoff games in, in, in November yeah. and February, in, 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 in January and February. And the, the Super Bowl is going to get a, a huge television audience, probably the biggest one of the year. So it, it, at this uncertain time in uh, non-live sports programming, Live sports probably looking even better than it already does in the past, which is pretty darn good. And, and to underscore your point, Scott, we're, we're, this is the fourth topic we've talked about on the show. It's July twelfth, and three of the four topics were the NFL, right? Yeah. The it's <laughs> we're about as far away from NFL games maybe as you can possibly get on the calendar. Maybe it's a little bit deeper than that, but uh, it's still dominating headlines in so many ways. So you're saying it's the NFL in Temptation Island? That's that's where the advertisers have that's that's about it. That's what we got these days. And Real yeah, Housewives, would, if, Real if Housewives. Are, if you're, maybe yeah, Vanderpump is that still going? Vanderpump, Vanderpump? Yeah, yeah, Vanderpump. What, what, what was the wait, What was the controversy? Oh, yeah. What was that called? Give me oh, if you man, got, the, I will be really impressed if you can give me what that was called. I will tell you what it's called. It's called the oh. the, uh, the Scandaval, I think. Scandaval, right. Yeah, yeah good for you. Yeah, because it's Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval, and it was a yeah. scandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am a semi-Vanderpump Rules expert The NFL needs a Scandaval. my partner just binge-watched literally all 12 seasons or whatever in, in a month or so. Uh, really impressive endurance work on her, on her part. Um, and and yeah, what does she think about Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern? What does she think about this? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, I have, I have, that one hasn't come up yet. Um, a, a really interesting one, Scott. I the. Yeah, we're going to suspend them for a couple of weeks or whatever it was. And then like, things turn quickly. Set the stage as to what was going on with yeah, the hazing. Yeah, I mean, I'll give, it, I'll give a, a, a basic breakdown. Northwestern has been investigating for a while now, it seems, allegations from uh, at least one, maybe a couple former football players uh, about the hazing culture and some you know racial hostilities within the Northwestern football program. And we'll make a tie to the commanders because there is a tie in here. But the the, the school uh, hired an outside law firm. White Shoe Law Firm came in to do the whole report. They got the report back. Uh, last week, they issued a two-page summary of what they found. And they had agreed uh, with Pat Fitzgerald, longtime coach at, at Northwestern, to former suspend player. Pat. Former player. Legend, like in the yeah. in, of all the football coaches on campuses around the country right now, he is one of the higher in terms of how beloved he is by by fans and alumni. Okay, um, I'll buy that. He uh, they they agreed to suspend him for two weeks, and then kudos to the the, the student newspaper on on Northwestern's campus. But more reporting came out about what was likely in the report that they did not release, but that they summarized to the public. And the details were damning enough that there was a whole new groundswell of punishment requests for punishment for Pat, and he was fired. Um, and this it, 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 we see this happen a lot in sports, Scott. The the, the 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 law firm is hired internal report they don't release the report they only release a part of the report everybody Sunshine. wonders what, what are the details the are actually in the report Moby Williams. Ugh. when are they going to learn just and, and, release the report and the nfl it just feels like deja vu to one of the one of the snyder reports that that that, that roger goodell refused to, to fully publicize the one about workplace harassment and and dan's involvement in that um and and a lot of people including a lot of the women who who talk to the law firm very publicly say I want what I said to be out there. I want this, like, release the whole thing. Um, So Northwestern, just the latest in the sports world to to, to fall victim to this idea of hiring a firm to to get the answers but not releasing the answers and then also getting criticism for maybe not issuing punishment requisite to how bad the answers were because the public doesn't know what the answers are. It's uh, a To show how it's all tied, though, again, it's not – there are threads that are woven throughout the athletic department, and this all comes at a time when there's an $800 million 
million dollar project, yeah. renovation to the football stadium, and just the thought that Northwestern, like think not you know but whatever, however long ago with like Northwestern football, you're not exactly thinking Michigan or Ohio State, uh, but the thought of an eight hundred million dollar project, and now there's some question as to whether that should continue. Um, you know, it, it, it's all tied. Yeah, it just. We're getting this all over the country. Pros, college doesn't seem to make a difference. So, you and I often talk when there are are scandals of various sorts. How people, peers of these organizations, whether it's a sports team or a college, should look at this and and should be cleaning up their house immediately. Right? If I'm any college on the country, I'm if I'm an AD, I'm immediately trying to find out what are the hazing that's happening in my football team, the other teams on my campus. Question. Is it bad? How do I fix it? Yeah, this question. should be a five alarm fire for every school in the country. Let, let, we'll go look at it. What does, what does a full review of these programs cost? What do you think it's going to cost to do a full review so, of? That, that's a great question. Um, hundreds of thousands, maybe? Okay. I will tell you this. Yeah. A preemptive review every couple of years would probably, in the long run, save you a whole lot more money and heartache if i owned a professional sports team if i was part of a major college program i am uh, at regular intervals i am bringing in somebody that will have free reign in the program to speak with athletes and by the way not forced to but if 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 there's something you want to talk about great you, you know you can you can have anonymous whatever you want to do but i am giving somebody entree into the program as, as a preemptive maneuver so that i do not get hit with something like this if I'm a law firm, I'm advertising this idea, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Don't Paul hire Weiss. us when you need us. Paul Weiss. Hi- hire yeah. us before you need us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Paul Weiss. The, the, uh, preventing the headaches before they start. There you go. Something like that. All right, I'm going to let you close, but before you do, I just want to let you know. We're not presented by Dr. Pepper, but Yet. I really did. I mean, I had a three-quarter bottle, and while you were speaking, I don't know if you could tell a couple of times when I went to speak, I was kind of fighting a little bit of maybe gas bubble in, in the chest. Could you tell? <laughs> I was still talking, but I was like, I made a funny face. But now I'm down to this much. I was saving the last sip, uh, like a really enjoyable last sip for when I'm done talking, which is now. Great. Awesome. Well, this has been a special live show from Los Angeles. He is Scott Soshnick on Twitter, at well, Soshnick. It's, it's not a live show. Wait, I got to jump in there. It's not a live show. We're recording it. I can see the, co- the clock counting it, right now. <laughs> it's not a live show. We are in Los Angeles on location, but it's not a live show. Every show is a live show, Scott. Um, yes. He is Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. I am Evan Novi Williams on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. The show is produced by Keith Zanardi and Aaron Greenewald. We say thank you to both of them. Cora Veltman, Sportico's digital media editor, would like you to know that you can follow the Sportacast at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. 
<clears throat> the UP Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.